0: Hello, my wild ones. It is so good to be back on this microphone recording something for you all. I'm going to be sharing the latest newsletter, letting go with the seasons with you all. And I hope that you stick around until the end because I have some exciting events to share with you that are upcoming and would love to see you there. So my dear wild ones, we are rounding out this fall season a time of letting go and releasing, a time of breaking down what is no longer needed and readying for new seeds to be planted. However, like many seasonal transitions, the ability to let go gracefully and embrace what lay ahead is not a skill that I was taught. As I began to tune into the seasons during my rewilding journey, I realized that the rest of nature organically did this thing that I had forgotten how to do. Let go. But it started to make sense once I began to change my relationship with gratitude. Letting go begins with gratitude. Every night I sit down to dinner, my son turns to me to ask, Mommy, what are you grateful for? It is a practice that I started earlier this year out of a desire to make gratitude a regular part of our home life. For weeks, it felt forced and nobody was that into it. There were plenty of days where I had to look beyond the problems of life, annoyances, and simple inconveniences to find gratitude for anything. But with time and repetition, the mood around the ritual began to shift. One night, we slipped up and I didn't ask the question at dinner. As I sat down to read bedtime stories with my boys, my oldest son ran into the room and shouted, mommy, we didn't do grateful for. I was surprised for a moment that he remembered and that it mattered enough for him to point out. I realized then that this practice was keeping us connected in a meaningful way. It gave us a peek into each other's everyday worlds. My oldest son soon took the lead on asking the question each night, and not long after, his little brother had enough words to participate with us. Over the months, we have shown gratitude for new connections, big accomplishments, hard lessons, Good food, fun projects, health after illness, and so much more. Although my youngest son is only ever grateful for grandmas and papas, and if pressed for something else, he is also grateful for mommy and daddy. Our gratitude practice then did something unexpected. As we entered the fall season, I could feel myself becoming tense and anxious. The shift from blue skies to mushy gray days was sudden, and I gave myself a pep talk about facing seasonal depression head-on this year. Our garden died back, and we spent less time outside. I felt called to slow down, to turn inward, to digest the energy of the summer months, and to shed all that I had outgrown. But I was also finding it hard to let go of the season that was. All around me, the trees and plants were letting go, stripping down. Colors shifted from lush greens to hot reds, oranges, and yellows, tones reminiscent of fires that burn to clear a landscape. On the ground, slugs, snails, and fungus came to life to initiate another cycle of turning life to death. Unlike me, they released the past without any fear and trusted that the season ahead was equally as important as the one they were leaving. Why couldn't I do the same? Each night I returned to our gratitude practice Feeling the heavier emotions connected to the season. Sadness, fear, anger, and grief. But right next to them, I also felt deeply grateful, which was new for me. As the season pressed on, the heavier feelings seemed less significant alongside the gratitude. In real time, I was seeing myself gain capacity to sit with difficult feelings as I prepared to let go. It was as if the gratitude practice created a shortcut back to a state of peace so that I knew that I would never get stuck in a dense feeling. Then the universe said, it's time to let go, dear one. Early in the season, our little world was shaken. My in-laws told us that they had bought a new house and were leaving their home in the city. The place that was our home away from home and our landing pad when we wanted to dip back into city life. It was also my husband's childhood home, and it became my home too after living there with my son for a few years before moving to the country. It was a space where we all felt safe to just be and play. I took it hard, maybe because my childhood home had been sold just a few years prior without any chance to say goodbye. This home had become the next best thing, a place that held so many memories from so many generations and parts of the family. It was where I bonded with my in-laws and fell in love with Jewish and Nigerian cultures. It was where my son took so many baths, where he learned how to walk and talk, and where I recovered after giving birth to my second son. The weekend before the moving trucks came, we went down to stay one more time in our little nest in the attic. We managed to do all of our favorite things, filled the table for Shabbat and watched bad TV after until we fell asleep. We wandered the sidewalks looking at landscaping, pulling our boys behind us in their red radio flyer wagon. And we stopped for a cup of Lebanese coffee at our dear friend's house up the street while our six kids played at our feet. I savored each moment, allowing myself to oscillate between being heartbroken about losing this piece of my life and grateful to have these memories. I wandered each room of the house, pressing my hand on the walls and drawing up old memories, some of them my own, and others I only knew through photos and stories. For days, waves of grief washed over me, tugging at my heart and many times causing tears to well up in my eyes before streaming down my face. But before I was pulled into the abyss, a remembrance of gratitude would pull me back, hoisting me upward and onward. We have to let go to create space. After our final visit to the old house, my nightly gratitudes became focused on memories from that house. A summer night eating dinner under the cherry tree, watching my boys play with their grandparents, and simply bumbling around that old house for hours with people I adore. Meanwhile, my son had fully detached from the old house and was bubbling with excitement about grandpa and grandma's new house just outside the city. I allowed his energy to feed ideas of possibility. I could picture it, but I didn't believe that it would be as good as it was before. I wasn't ready to let go. We arranged our first visit to the new house and arrived late in the evening with our boys already in their pajamas. My in-laws greeted us at the door with open arms and kisses as usual, and I could smell something baking in the oven. The kids ran inside, screeching and laughing as they discovered all their old comforts arranged in this new space. We all stood in the basement watching the boys skip and sing, and I could feel the fear and the doubt lifting from my heart. This already felt like home again, and I was deeply grateful to see everyone so happy and at peace. The final night of our stay, we gathered around the table for dinner, as my mother-in-law served up a pasta dish that she often made. We looked out at their new view of Puget Sound, and each of us shared something that we were grateful for. New memories, good health, loving family, and, of course, Grandma and Papa. For the first time, my gratitude for the present moment felt far more substantial than my grief of losing that old house. It felt good to invite in the newness and embrace a season of releasing, just like the trees. I was learning to let go and witness that space get filled with possibility. And so my wish for you, my friends, is to continue to release in this season from a space of love and kindness. Allow the heaviness of the grief to rise and fall within you like a wave knowing that gratitude will hold you up trust that you are making space for something beautiful to emerge until next time take care be kind and we'll talk soon all right my friends i am so excited to share with you some upcoming events free wilding experiences where you can come and hang out with me and other folks from this community and as always These are spaces that are built with love and built with true intention, so I am excited to meet you all there. The first is an upcoming rewilding workshop about balancing being. This is a collaboration with an incredible woman I met over the summer, C.K. Ogletree. We bonded (laughs) by a campfire over astrology and our love of nature. And we had both recently left um, people development within the tech industry and are now putting our hearts and souls into helping other people redefine for themselves what it means to live a good life. And so we're bringing our passion for those ideas into a space to offer you fresh perspectives, practical ideas, and rewilding embodiment practices for you to deepen your connection to your sense of your true north so that you can follow it is that you want rather than shaping your life after ideas and things that were handed to you It is an online two-hour workshop. We're going to be on Zoom. We have a couple of dates, one November 29th at 3 p.m., one December 10th at 2 p.m. Please come and join us. We are going to be doing some breath work, some journaling, talking about new ways to define our priorities in life and think about them differently, and really start to practice going inward to gather your own insight and your own ways of knowing and most importantly, come connect with other people who are intentionally pursuing a life that is aligned to a greater purpose. If you are interested, check the link in the show notes. And as a thank you to my newsletter and podcast audience, you can use the code Rewild for 50% off the ticket price. The other thing that I'm just going to plant the seed for at this moment is rewilding breathwork. Breathwork is, how can I say that? It's a, an active meditation It is a way for us to come home to our bodies. And what I realized after this past year of doing all of these different rewilding experiences is that I really want people to know that we always have the ability to come into the present moment, to anchor into ourselves, to learn how to be connected to our bodies. And that is important because our bodies are our own little slice of earth. It is the way in which we experience life It is the way in which we understand ourselves and can make better decisions that align with our own personal truths. And something as simple as our breath can bring us back to a different way of knowing. So often in our modern world, we are stuck in our heads. We're thinking about things we have to do in the future. We're reminiscing about things that happened in the past, but we're not truly present with ourselves and we've forgotten how to be. Rewilding is all about Re-establishing that connection to ourselves. And that is always going to be through our bodies. It is about feeling our emotions, engaging with our senses and learning to speak the language of our body. It is something that can only be done through active experience, not through logic or reason. And I believe that we are in a moment of people wanting different ways of knowing, different ways of understanding the world, of being more connected to themselves instead of always seeking something that's outside of them, buying something, listening to some guru, trying to find an expert when we are the ones who know ourselves best. We have just not been shown how to deepen that connection. And so I am in the process of getting my Breathwork Facilitator certification. I'm really excited to bring this into the rewilding workshop spaces because they're already these really beautiful, intimate spaces, honest spaces Basis of true community where I've seen people find meaningful connection. And I'm excited to fold in now a practice that you can take with you anywhere. You can always come back to your breath. And when we come back to our breath, we come back to our body and we're able to fully experience the greatness that life has to offer. I am so excited to share more details about that with you in the new year. Until then, I hope to see you at our upcoming workshop You can always connect with me over on Instagram or shoot me an email if you have any thoughts, any questions. I'm always excited to hear from you. All right. Take care, my friends, and we'll talk soon.